Hello, I'm Connie Rotella, and welcome to our Triple Thread Podcast. I'm super excited to begin this journey with all of you. Are you ready to put your best foot forward and show up with confidence? This tool is here to help you evolve into the artist you are meant to be. Just always remember to believe, become, and be ready. Add a new skill set or refine what you already know. So here we go. Hello, today I have this wonderful artist. She is the voice of Quebec. She is our voice in our hearts. Um, She's a friend of mine. She's a singer. She's a vocal coach and she's an actress. Let's welcome Kim Richardson. Hi, Kim. Hi, Connie. How How are you doing? Good. I'm so happy to have you today in our uh, industry talk, just to talk about the industry and your journey as a singer in the industry. My journey, wow. Uh, <laughs> I've been around a minute, so I, I, I've always, I've always sang. I mean, you know, as a, as a, as a little kid, I really just loved music so much and spent a lot of time in the basement where that big, you know, stereo console was. And uh, many of my, you know, grandfather's uh, jazz records and my grandmother's, uh, you know, pop contemporary records, you know, pop contemporary back then was, you know, Cat Stevens or, or Engelbert Humperdinck or something like that. That was more like her, her style. Then you had like my uncle's, you know, the K's and and uh, Curtis Mayfield records, then uh, my mom's uh, Mahalia Jackson records. So there was a, a basic mixture of styles that I was um, introduced to at a very very young age. So when I started, you know, singing along, sometimes it wasn't even with the words of the singer. I mean, I would literally like imitate. Uh, the trumpet solo or the guitar solo or I would tap out the drum solo I mean it was it was all encompassing for me it wasn't it wasn't just on a you know lyrical like uh, vocal level it, it was it was just whatever uh, I do I was just yeah I, I like the sound of that and I want to imitate that so when it came time to actually singing in front of people, of which I was very shy, believe it or not, um, it was uh, doing musicals in uh, in school. Oh, so yeah, I did my first play. It was a Christmas play, and I was playing the wife, and the husband was this really cute guy. But that's not a story. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> And, you know, and, and it was just, you know, trying to get myself out of my, you know, shyness and, and feel, yeah, feel comfort, you know, in, in my own skin. And so that kind of helped me out. So by the time I got to age 14 and my aunt had asked me if I was interested in singing backup for this uh, blues band of which everybody was like age 35 and up. And I was like, like I said, a tender age of 14, you know, in a club downtown Toronto. <laughs> uh, it was Yeah, it was a pretty daunting task. But I said, hey, you know, at least I'm with my aunt. I'm with somebody that, that I know and I trust. So I went into it and, and discovered that, yeah, 
this, this I can really, really, really get to like. So wow. I started as a backup singer. Yeah. So there you go. So at age 14 on that stage in a downtown Toronto club. At, at the infamous Elma Combo. And, and anybody who's from Toronto will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, was very, very famous for having a lot of the big, big names of 60s and 70s. Uh, I mean, I think even Led Zeppelin played there and stuff. It was it was very, very popular place. And um, yeah, so the Whiskey Howl Blues Band, that was my first professional gig ever. And uh, that just kind of gave me the desire to to keep going and do more shows like that. So, Kim, you were born in Toronto, Ontario? Yes, uh, just slightly uh, out of the north of the city limits in a town called Richmond Hill. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, born and raised. And then uh, you decided to come down to Montreal for what reason? I can't remember what brought you here. Um, it was originally uh, with the, a gig with the Jubilation Gospel Choir. My mother had done the Christmas concert, you know, because they did Christmas concerts every year for the longest time. And my mom was um, the invited guest um, the year of 1987. And at one point she was in a conversation with uh, Trevor Payne, the director. And she had mentioned that she has a sister and a daughter who sings. So, oh, okay. So uh, why don't you three come back next year and you'd you be like, you know, the special guests. So I showed up, you know, unbeknownst to me, and I just thought, okay, I'm going to just do this concert and I'm going to like just pack up and go back home. <laughs> you didn't come back home. <gasps> really? I ended up staying. So you fell in love day. with Montreal right away? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 bug got me good. It was just like, oh, I like the feeling here. I like the vibe. Um, one gig turned into another gig, turned into another gig. I mean, that gig took me from there to doing a production of Little Shop of Horrors at the Centaur Theater. Yes. So I was there at least until February of uh, 1989 because I, I did the Christmas concert in, of course, December of 88. So I ended up staying at least with that production until February uh, 1989. And after that, I had met somebody who was in the cast who knew the musical director of Richard Seguin. Richard Seguin was looking for somebody to replace somebody who recently left the tour. So I ended up embarking on the Journée d'Amérique tour, of which that lasted on and off for nine months. So... Once I got that gig, um, I got a, an apartment thinking I was just going to be there for the year. And uh, then it just snowballed. And, I, <laughs> and how many years later? She's still here. And you know what? I said you fell in love with Montreal. I have a feeling that Montreal fell in love with you because as you as you came, arrived and you dig the town, you were like, I like it. And then you started your first show and people came grabbing you like, Literally, Kim, Kim, I need this girl. I need I need Kim in my show. I need Kim in my show. And I just feel like it's always been like that for you. Thing for me is that I met the right people at the right time. Oh yes. My thing was 
I was very fortunate to have really good timing. I met, I, you know, like I said, I, you know, I met uh, Sylvie Perron, who then introduced me to Hélène Dallaire. And then after uh, the, the, that uh, Richard Seguet tour, you know, I ended up meeting somebody else who introduced me um, with the Rock Voisin tour. And then I ended up doing that. It, it just kind of snowballed, snowballed, snowballed. And it was always like, you know, little tendrils would just point me yet in the nether direction you know and and you know when I came here I had previously met Kat Dyson and Kat Dyson introduced me to uh Norman Brathwaite and I ended up you know doing Bowie show and and it just kind of you know went off in that direction for a little while so I was able to stay in town and not necessarily on the road all the time so it was a nice balance there for the longest time but yes indeed I I was busy and and the thing about it is as I, I was hungry to just try whatever. That was the key for me, was leave yourself completely open and, and eager to go. It's, it's like, you know, if somebody called me and said, you know, Kim, can you do a song in Portuguese? I would say yes. And I had never done it before in my life. You know, on Boy Show, I was asked to, you know, sing in many different dialects, not, not just English, not just French, but it was like Spanish, it was Portuguese, it was Swahili, it was all these, these different languages and, and dialects. And I was just like, okay, I'm down, I'm good. You have to work hard, obviously, because it's not something that, you know, is, is you know, you, you can't just do it without putting in the work. You have to really kind of, okay, let's, let's open our minds, open our ears. And, you know, if it takes like 20 times an hour, you know, with the, the occasional breaks, you know, uh, you know, like every day for a week until I get it, I'm going to get it. And that, and that was, that was the, the deciding factor. I would decided that I was going to stay dedicated to it. And it only, you know, made me you know, um, more of a well-rounded performer mm -hmm. just by letting myself just drink in all of this new material with new stuff I've never done in my entire life, not having a clue how I was going to do it. But I just said, okay, I'm just going to put myself to task and I'm just going to make it happen. I love what you just said, because you trusted in yourself, you mm -hmm. trusted in the journey you trusted in yourself that you knew how to put in the work. So that's work ethic and being super organized and professional and disciplined in order to, you know, sing that Portuguese song, even if you don't sing Portuguese, you know, but you, you did it by knowing that with the work ethic and the rehearsals, you'll nail it. You'll be okay. Cause your voice was there. You, you had a voice actually you got here in Montreal and, and here you are talking about all these French artists. Did you know how to speak French or you just learned how to speak French on tour? I learned a two hour Richard Seguin tour uh, show in four days, not having a clue of what I was, saying. not a clue. The only thing that I knew was on the road again. That's the only English phrase in any of his tunes at all. How did you do it? <laughs> that Lange Vagabond song. That was it, man. I was like, oh, okay, here's my spot. 
this one I can't mess up. <laughs> that is so funny. You had no idea. Of Hélène Dallaire's uh, house. She lived with her parents at the time in Boucherville. And so it's before I got my apartment, obviously. And that was it. It was like, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. And and it was it was all phonetically done. I learned it phonetically. I wrote it like as as for I, I wish I kept that paper because I would I would be like, <laughs> like on the floor laughing how ridiculous those words look to me now because now I understand but back in the day it was like literally I just wrote it the way it sounded to me well I'm just trying to picture you on stage singing in <laughs> French and 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 not knowing what you were saying and but you were still doing it well, not only did I not understand what I was singing, but I wasn't understanding what anybody was telling me after the shows. Like, hey, they could have been saying like, you know, you're a piece of crap. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, thank you very much. Because I didn't understand. I had no clue at all. It was like that deer in headlight stare. It was just like, ah. Oh my God. You know, it, because not only are you an Anglophone coming into Montreal and you know how Quebec artists and the French language is so important. They welcomed you in. They fell in love with you. You have been so lucky because you work a lot in French. Like I do. You're, you're, I, I work more in French than I do in English. Imagine. So when yeah. people say about the language barrier, you did you feel like you had to struggle there? People always respected you, right? I think I had earned their respect just by the fact that I I I wanted so much to to be respectful of the French language and 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 you know learn it and understand it and 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 perform in it and and just be totally immersed in it as much as possible just so that you know I, I could do it justice because you don't want to go up there and sing the language like your whole life and still not take the time to learn exactly, okay, like what is this that I'm singing? Because in essence, it is all about what you're singing. Mm-hmm. You have to bring a, a kind of um, emotion to what it is that you're singing, you know, uh the song itself it's a story you're telling a story in song you know you're putting music you're putting you're putting a melody to it and you're taking everybody on a journey every time that you are singing and without a certain extra something from yourself that you put in to that that interpretation mm-hmm. you know it it somehow you know leaves a, a, a gate closed a little bit you know I think the more that you're able to be vulnerable yeah and open yourself up to really emote the feelings that you have yourself that maybe you know you couldn't say if you were talking to somebody like you know you're talking to your beloved or you're talking to your ex or you're talking to whoever you find yourself in a a situation where you're able to express all those feelings that you kept inside and that you could just pour into the song. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. That 
for me, that's where the magic happens. Uh, it, you know, a lot of the times people will say, well, you know, Kim, you know, like the way you sang that song, oh, it just touched me so much. And, and that that's it. That is it. In a nutshell, it, it's all about just digging deep and, 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 and being present and giving it your all and, and not being, you know, afraid of, you know, that overexposure or whatever. I mean, like, yeah, if a tear falls, a tear falls. I mean, you know, it happens. It's mm -hmm. happened. To, doesn't happen often, but it happened. <laughs> and it's, it's just. It's, it's magical. So, it, it, yeah, it is. You know, one thing about you, and it's all about the feeling, and I wanted to touch upon this on this episode, because as soon as you enter the stage, you know, when you tell a dancer to stay grounded or to be grounded, you just walk. And all of us, because I'm the public member watching you, right? You feel it in the audience. Everything is, everybody's grounded. We're just mm -hmm. going to sit back relax and enjoy because you're not coming in to perform you know like that's what an artist has to do right you come on stage and you perform but in your case we're all like let's just chill and enjoy every second because you are present you are a storyteller your voice is so welcoming and so warming to our hearts it's like you're speaking to our soul when you sing as soon as you open your mouth and that first you know sound comes out you're like oh my god so that magic that you feel on stage, you definitely have been able to transmit it to your public and to everybody, everybody that still hires you. Because even on TV, whether we're not on stage, it's the same thing, me sitting in the living room, turning on my TV and listening to you. It's the same thing as if I would be live on stage because you've been able to do that. And that is your mark. That That is your signature. That's who Kim is. Like every time I speak to you, how many times do I say, well, you're Kim Richardson. You shouldn't have any problem. You're, you're Kim. Like, what are you talking about, Kim? You're Kim Richardson. Like in my head, it's like, you're this, you're, you're just, everything is possible with Kim. Right. Um, how do you feel with that being Kim Richardson? You know? Yeah. I know my name, <laughs> obviously, but, but, but. You know, if if I learned anything from my mom, who was obviously, you know, uh, you know, Jackie Richardson, anybody, you know, who's in the Toronto area, it's definitely known that she's been the staple uh, in the, the, the music scene, like for a very long time. If if there's anything that she has taught me is is. You know, you, you, you can't go halfway. You can't do it halfway. Mm. There's, there's, there's no, there's no halfway. I mean, if you are going to do this, you have to commit. Mm -hmm. you, you, you have to go all in. I mean, if you're going to do this song, you know, you have to say, okay, you know, what's the storyline? You know, what, let's, let's figure that out, you know? Mm. How do you relate to the song? I mean, like, you know, if, if I were to sing Here's to Life, you know, do you know that song, Here's to Life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Want me to sing it? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> now that would be fresh. I, hey. <laughs> the song talks about, you know, like you, you're at a certain time of your life. 
you know, you're kind of like that golden age. It's like, yeah, I've done this and I've done that. And I've, you know, I've paid my dues and, and, but still I want to hang in there until the very end. You can't sing a song like that when you're 16 and you're just starting out. True. You understand? Mm-hmm. So you have to know your material. You have to relate to your material. You can't just go in there and, and sing these songs that, that talk about, you know, uh, mature life experiences when you yourself are, are just, you know, like barely p- past pubescence, you know, like it, yeah. it, it's, that's a, it doesn't work. So, so there, there's a certain, there's a certain way of making what you're singing relevant. So once you're able to be relevant, then you're able to present it in a way that is like true to yourself. You can really commit to it because if, if it's not the right material, if it's not the right key, oh my goodness. (laughs) There, my friend, big problems there, you know? Right. And, And you also have to, you have to know like what, you know, what is your style necessarily? Because I mean, other than you know the, the fact that I've I've prided myself in singing all different styles of music, but sometimes that's not the best idea is to try to sing everything all at once. Right. Sometimes you 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 really need to just okay, let's take this and just like okay, let's figure this out. Let's you know put the finishing touches on there. Let let's let's find you know, where our, our, our tone, you know, kind of coincides with that. And then, then you can kind of say, oh, okay, let's, you know, like, let's, let's pass over here and see what we could do with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting to do different styles of music, but I really suggest not to do it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because at one point in high school, I was doing hard rock and I stayed with hard rock for quite a while. Then I passed off to doing uh, disco, stay with disco for a minute. Then I kind of, you know, was doing like the regular pop and, and R&B and kind of stuff like that. And when I came to Montreal, that's when I got into the jazz scene, mm. of which, you know, that was completely, I mean, like I'd listened to it uh, like a lot during my, my early life, but I tried to do it live, mm-hmm. which was kind of daunting. But this, this is the thing. It's like there's certain stages of which I could say, you know, let, let's, let's just establish, you know, okay, if it's pop that you want to do first, okay, but commit to it. Mm-hmm. Do it all the way, you know, just really find where you know like the right keys for your voice find you know the material that you can relate to that the 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 lyrics speak to you the melodies going you know in a a direction that you like that you can really sink your teeth into it Mm -hmm. and and then you and then you could just kind of branch off from there and and don't be afraid to you know challenge yourself you know, that song that's like, oh, wow, you know, that could really be like hard to do. But don't be afraid to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. 
You know, you have to kind of, you know, set these little goals for yourself. You know, it's like, oh, that that's a tough song to sing, but you know, I, I want to be able to do that. Set your goal and work your way up, and 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 then once you got that, then you just keep going up and up and up. The next thing you know, you're a, you're you're able to be as well rounded a singer, and and that's that's when things just come to you. They mm-hmm. just opportunities open up, and the next thing you know, yeah, you're 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 working, and you're in a, in a really really good spot. Yeah, just like you, I know. And you know what? <laughs> you're so humble. And even if you, you know, you walk into my my studio, everybody knows you, but you don't come in acting or being like a star. You're just you're Kim, you know, and you have normal conversation with people. Even you, you know, like this is your career, this is what you do. But what I love about you, even if you walk on set or walk into a studio, walk into a grocery store you're Kim and you're going to say hi to people and how are you? And I just love that about you, that you're just such a real person. Well, there, there's nowhere where it says that, you know, a, a singer who's been in the game as long as I have stops being a real person mm-hmm. as, you know, we wake up and, you know, we, we do the same things that, you know, every other person does, uh, you know, we have to wash our dishes. We have to, you know, scrub our floors. We have, you know, this, this is real life here. So why not just be, you know, like a real person? Yeah. There, there's no, there's no kind of like, well, do you know who I am? I miss blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, who's got time for that? <laughs> there are people, Kim, there are people that do that. And, and you know, and, and unfortunately, you know, that comes, on, uh, it, it, at least to me, that comes from a place of insecurity. And that, thank you for saying that, because that was my next question. The reason you are who you are, you know who you are. You know, your mom did such an amazing job raising you, even if she still lives in Toronto, you live here, you made a life here, but you guys are so close. And even this opportunity that your mom comes here and sings with you and gets invited on these French TV shows, you know, like we fell in love with Jackie Richardson too. Like, it's just, and the way you both look at each other, I'm like this, Please have one hour show just on them. I don't want to see anybody else. <laughs> just give me one hour show. It's just because not only can you educate us, do you understand how much power both of you have? And even you, the education, the way you speak, the way you could talk to people, there is because of that security, right? You don't have to prove to us who you are. You know, right. a lot of artists, I feel, you know, I feel that. You know, they have to perform or they have to be loved by Quebec. And they have, you know, the star system that they created because they're the only ones using that star system. We're not. But it's just so nice to feel that reality, that human touch, that human connection, that human love. And this is what we need to see more and more. So I thank Montreal for welcoming you and getting your mom on these so many, because she surprised you so many times where you're like literally singing live and then your mom pops on screen <laughs> and and you're like, should I react? Should I keep going? Hey mom. And then they sing together. I'm like, what is happening? It's just. Well, that, that, that particular moment on, uh, on Direct de l'Univers, I mean, that, that was, that was extra special. I, I didn't see it coming at all. 
that was definitely the best kept secret. Everybody on set knew what was going on except for me. And, you know, got surprised not once, but twice by, you know, once by my friend, Stacy Tab, who actually came yeah. in Toronto during a pandemic to surprise me. So that was like, I, I was already thrilled just with that, you know, just to see her there. And, and, but at the end of the day, you know, like, you know, even though with all this surprise going on, it's still a show, the cameras are still rolling and I still have to sing my part. <laughs> let's not like totally go crazy, go nuts here. You're like, let's, okay. All right. Great. Stays great to see you. Love you. But I got to do my line. What my line is coming right up. Okay. Boom. And I'm on it. Next thing you know, you know, I'm doing my thing. And then my mom pops on screen. And then that's when I lost <laughs> it's not it was like the the one two punch and the second punch it was just too much for me I was I was like I was <laughs> yeah but you you well I understand but like you kept going after you you and your mom was just jamming and singing and that's the thing is because especially even with mom surprising me mom said look focus you gotta stay in it stay in it 100 so I had that moment to kind of like, okay, all right, okay, I caught my breath and all right, let's start back to singing because I had a job to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, although you know, it was under the context of, of this big surprise, it was still a show and that was my job. That that was what I was hired to do. So I had to do my job. But do you see? Do, but this is a difference. Someone like you, they knew you were able to handle the surprise. This was huge, you know, because some people might cry and not be able, you know, shake and whatever. But because I, you know, I spoke about that groundness, your mom just brought you, you stayed, bang, and you delivered uh, a show. So in my head, it was like, yeah, Kim, Kim would have been the only one that could do something like this. You know, it was just, <laughs> it's just so perfect. And so when we, we, you spoke about insecurities before, what, what did you want to say? It's not about um, being naturally insecure because I believe that all insecurity can be rectified if you want it bad enough. If you want to work at it bad enough, you can reverse all of that. And the only way that I can see that it, that that could be rectified is if you really hunker down and you just say, okay, now I'm maybe not feeling as they are secure with my voice and the way it sounds or whatever there, go and take lessons, get a teacher in there and get it going. Mm -hmm. Oh, my piano playing. It's a little clunky. Okay. Take lessons, get in there and, and Practice, 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 and then practice some more. And the better you get, basically the attitude that you get of like, okay, well, you have to build yourself up in a way where it's like you want to separate yourself from the others. That's where things start going wrong. Mm. In my estimation, if you have to build yourself up so much 
in order to separate you from the rest to where you're like, you know, it's like, well, I, you know, I, I'm all that in a bag of chips. When in fact inside you're like, you're really super duper insecure. That's where you have to say, okay, no, that's not going to work. Because if you're able to be comfortable with yourself, you can walk into any situation and be good and be personable and be polite and be warm and be friendly and 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 still be about your business yeah because when it's time to go man you gotta bring it yep but you can let all that other crap just like float away that's that's when you know that you're going in the right direction when you're going in a direction where you can actually be amongst people and be comfortable I love it. And that's, that's how you live every day, right? That's who you are. That's your truth. Yes, ma'am. Do you wake up doing vocals every day or do you do vocal, oh, no. <laughs> vocal warmups? I don't know. Let me know how, what does Kim do? No, you know, it, and it's, it's really embarrassing to say, but I'm not very disciplined when it comes to that. Well, because your voice is so natural and given to you, it's a gift, right? So I was actually wondering, you know, everybody has to do vocal warm-ups before entering the stage. I'm like, I'm sure Kim could open her mouth and she'll be fine. <laughs> the only time that I find myself in need of doing any warm-ups is if I'm already vocally tired. Yes. Or I'm just coming uh, coming off of a cold or, or you know, some some kind of, you know, like, you know, cold or flu or something like that, where I've been kind of out of commission, uh, you know, in bed for a couple of days, not doing much. That I find is when I, you know, I'll do my little warm up in the car on the way to the gig kind of thing. But right. I, I sing so much that I don't see the point in warm ups. Well, that's because, well, you're one of a kind though, because you do a lot of shows and you sing all the time. And I'm coming to something right now because a few weeks ago, or when this pandemic hit, you know how many artists stopped doing what they love to do. And I remember right. giving an example of me because I went right away on, um, I opened the Academy online right away. And I'm like, no one's going to stop me from doing what I love to do. Not even the pandemic. There. I'm the same, whether you see me in person or on Zoom. And then I, I said the same, inf, you know, um, example for you, because how many times did we take walks and, we're, you know, you'll just sing, right? I'm like, right. imagine me telling Kim, stop singing. You're not getting paid. It's the pandemic. It's like, what? <laughs> no, but do you understand how a lot of people stop doing something? And in my head, it's like, but if you love doing it, how are you going to ask someone like Kim Richardson, stop singing because you're not getting paid? Like, Hello, do you understand where I'm going? Like, this is who we are. That, that's that's never going to happen. I mean, if, if you decide that you want to use your, you know, your talents or your, you put your energy into something else because you, you feel gravitating towards it, then by all means do it, you know, and, and if it, you know, if instead of singing, you're acting because there's more acting gigs happening than singing gigs, well, then obviously, yeah, go for it. But to say to a singer, you know, well, you know, the clubs aren't open or the, you know, the gigs are all canceled. So I'm just going to stop singing. Well, that's completely ridiculous. 
Okay, good. You know? I'm happy. But, I'm happy you said. Food to sing every day, but you know, if you really want to, you know, and it's probably very therapeutic to to just you know keep singing. I would just say, hey, you know, like just there's plenty of like those uh, karaoke tracks on 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 YouTube. Work it out. <laughs> yeah, but not only that, you went on live a few times just to sing a song and and entertain us on Facebook. You just went live. And you were such a great example because some artists went on Facebook and started their live shows. And it was beautiful because for me, I'm like, I hope the ones that are thinking that they need to get paid to do something they love, I hope this teaches them that it's your choice. If you want to make people feel good by you singing a song, go ahead and do it because people will receive that love. Why is it that we have to put always a value to if I open my mouth? I have to get paid. Well, yet again, if you're opening your mouth, you're touching more people and they will be happy to enter your world. Like, right. Well, I mean, with that said, obviously, you know, it it all depends on the situation because if you yourself decided, okay, I'm going to just, you know, open up Instagram or I'm going to open up Facebook and I'm just going to, you know, grab a guitar, I'm going to just put a track on from YouTube and I'm just going to work it out. That is completely up to you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're in a situation when somebody is saying, okay, well, Kim, we need backups for a certain album project. Um, can you record on your end your parts and just send them to us? That's a different story. Of course. Yeah. So, so it's, it's kind of like, you know, you have to kind of draw the line, whether, you know, it's like, okay, this is out of the goodness of my heart or, you know, yeah, somebody really is, is asking for your services. So therefore you have to, yeah. Yeah. Now that I understand, obviously, I mean, when it's a, when is someone is asking for your service, definitely there's a price to pay for it. Um, never do it for free. But if you're doing something because you want to, never let the pandemic stop you from doing something you want to do. Um, Kim, are you proud of yourself? I would I would say I'm proud of myself. I, I cannot say that I regret um, very much in my life. The, the one thing that I would say in, in, my, in my career is that I have been, you know, true to myself and really true to my choices that I make in my life. And that has served me well because there's some things that, although it might be a great opportunity, sometimes they're just not for you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's when you have to know, you know, what is your value? What impact can I make by doing what it is that I do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and where do I want to, you know, where do I want this to take me? You know, what can I learn from what I'm doing? Because the idea uh, to stop learning at a certain age is is complete crap. Mm-hmm. If you're not learning something new with every step, then there's a big problem. Mm-hmm. Have to manage to to 
find that extra something that, okay, well, you know, maybe, you know, I need to find a new tact or, or maybe just, just, you know, get inspired by, you know, different people that will just take me to you know, another level. And then I could experience yet newer and newer things with every step that I make. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to ever regret, you know, okay, well, I, I should do this or I shouldn't do that. You know, you really have to be honest with yourself and to say, okay, that's a great opportunity, but I think I'm just going to wait a little while or yeah, I'm going to jump on it because I think I'm ready for it. You have to know where you are and not be afraid to step outside the box mm -hmm. and just explore new things because you, you, you'll never know how good you are until you try new stuff. Yeah. Do you yeah. all feel that? Do you just feel it in her voice? <laughs> I mean, I could just listen to you and I'm just so happy that I can call you my friend and, you know, I can watch you perform and we've worked on some contracts together too. And I can't wait to do that all over again, which one, I'll create a show only with you and your mom. That's it. That's all. <laughs> You and your mom, you know, obviously this whole journey, I'm sure there's been struggles along the way because, you know, you had your career, your mom had your, your her career, you came here, you started a family, your grandmother. So, um, you know, life, life happens while this career is still building. Yes. So yeah, that's been a challenge too, just to try to, you know, balance all of that because the balancing is sometimes well as you well know i mean you have your own families that, that you're you're having to balance between the, all the all the many 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 things you do <laughs> still don't know how you do it but oh my goodness we can all learn a little thing from connie Rotella. i tell you what hello but you know, <laughs> being it being you know like because i i was a single parent with my with my daughter I had my daughter very young and, you know, still having to hustle, do gigs and, 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 and be a single parent was definitely, definitely uh, one of the hardest things that I ever had to do. But some, somehow you make it work some, somehow, you know, you know, what, not get everything right. Yeah. But, you know, you, you just like in your career, you know, you try to, to put as much into, you know, your parental duties as you would with your job. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, some, some, somehow it works out and, and somehow, you know, your kids, you know, learn a really good work ethic from, you know, from example. I hope so, because the next generation is so fast. I don't know. They're skipping so many steps. And it's mm. like, oh, come back, sweetheart. Come, they, the fame that they all desire at such a young age with no, even if we are examples, sometimes I just wonder it. Well, I mean, obviously, social media, TikTok and all that came in the way, which is amazing. So they need to feel like they have to go as fast as 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 the social media. but skipping steps is not going to help you. You're going to have to take those steps and figure it all out. Or 
yeah, you rise to fame and then you fall back because other people are going to be better than you because that's what it is. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's your foundation. That's when yeah. I speak about when you walk on a stage, when Kim walks on a stage, you know, she's got it. You know, actually, did you ever lose your voice? I'm, I'm, I'm actually wondering. Oh, of course. Oh, okay. I would if I didn't. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I had this gig once. I don't remember where I was. I was out of town. And, you know, voice was fine all day. And just, you know, slightly before, I think I, you know, I ate dinner and then just slightly before the show, it's like started to be like, you know, a little, a little iffy. So I got in maybe uh, the first four songs and then it was like, no way. Well, you know, I just talked, sing through that whole rest of the show. And, and what my, my one thing that I say is that when all else fails, dance. <laughs> ah! Oh, there you go. I was putting it all out. I was a dancing fool. I was <laughs> like, hey, put the moves on them, baby. Put the moves on them. So you see, you <laughs> fell into dance. They really just. You know, because that, that's that's actually my first love is dance. Uh-huh. I really want to know. I took dance lessons from age six to 16 and uh, only got discouraged when my when my dance teacher told me that uh, I was a little too too top heavy and a little too bottom heavy in order to be a dancer. So I stopped like. Yeah, that's you know, we not talk, well, we, we talk regrets. Yeah, that's one of my big, big regrets is is to listen to that nonsense. Because you have to um, speak to your younger self. What would you tell her today? What would I tell? Don't stop dance lessons. Oh my God, thank you. Kim, a lot of teens that were really great stopped dancing as soon as pandemic hit. Worst thing, worst thing you could do. Worst thing you could do. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, take those piano lessons even though they told you not to yes and I had a choice you said you want piano lessons or you want dance lessons I took dance lessons but in fact I should have had both because mm. piano I think is one of those things that I I missed out on because you know everybody tells me like because of my hands yeah I was a great piano player because I've got that 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 reach right um so yeah to you know take those piano lessons and just don't listen to the haters oh don't totally surround yourself with really great people just like kim's career you know led her to one gig to another gig and people were referring her but she was always surrounded with really great people you had an angel watching over you for sure clearly i mean i just i i cannot stress how truly blessed i've been in my career you know there's just been so many lovely opportunities that i was able to uh to take advantage of and and learn a lot from Mm -hmm. i from a very young age i was you know just just drinking everything in like a sponge i would like watch and listen and learn that's it keep your eyes open keep your ears open and and just drink it all in and really just like okay just pick them out okay 
the do's, yes, that works. Okay, so do that. Okay, that that's not cool. Don't do that. Because there's so much that you can learn about the do's and don'ts so that you can already put yourself in a safe spot and just keep rising from there. Because there's so many bad examples of what not to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just make sure that it feels good to you in a positive way and just build on that. Thank you for being so wonderful, Kim. And uh, thank you, Montreal, for keeping Kim everywhere, like on stage, <laughs> on TV. Just keep doing that job. Please just keep Kim everywhere. Um, keep her busy every day. <laughs> I, well, what the, I'm not going anywhere. I'm definitely, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, my, my love of Montreal is, is definitely deep and uh, I don't see myself going anywhere else. I, I love it too much here. So, you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful that, uh, you know, the, this lovely city just welcomed me with open arms and uh, the, the, the love is mutual. Oh, I know. And we feel it. We feel it everywhere. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your journey um, with us. And thank you for thank being you. so wonderful. And you are, you are, you are doing the work and we are so, so grateful for everything that you do and keep up what, what it is that you do so very well, my dear. We love you. Thank you, Kim. (laughs) All right. This is it for today. And uh, Kim, have a great day. I'll see you soon in real life. Amen. See you soon, darling.